Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bear of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, where we are in the world. My name is Josh. That is Vince Taglia via. Welcome to the Red Pill Projects. I guess you could call this a daily dose, and this is a special broadcast that we are doing on Sunday night. There's a lot of reasons why we're doing this broadcast tonight. One of the main reasons is Rumble is having this, this big old party, wanting everybody to go live tonight. So we decided to go live tonight. But uh, just coincidentally, there is a ton of news to talk about, and there's a lot of things that I wanted to talk about specifically tonight. And this is some things that kind of happened in the last few days from Friday to the current day. Um, so I thought it was important to kind of share this message and get it out there and really communicate with everybody out there uh, that there's two Vince Teglevias here on the screen. <laughs> well, no, it's okay. That, that happened. Uh, but yeah, communicate with everybody and really let everybody know kind of the perspective that's happening on the geopolitical stage of at least mm -hmm. how I'm seeing it. Um, today's Easter and, and happy Easter out there. everybody. Hey, he has he has risen and uh you know when we reflect back on the events that have happened so far this year um we have to have this uh this dire warning inside of us this red light that flickers and lets us know that there is something more going on and that the timeline of what we've been talking about for a long time is rapidly speeding up and so when I look at the things that are happening, when I look at the way the world is unfolding, there are certain patterns that seem to stick out for me. And I recognize these patterns. Now, I'm going to go straight into it. We're going to go right for the jugular. Right on. How about this? And uh, we'll go right into the hornet's nest, man. Hornet's nest. And uh, Donald Trump shared this post today on Easter. Donald Trump, I... I, I I'm trying to wrap my head around what he's saying here because I think that this could mean a few different things. But Donald Trump shared this post today on True Social. World War Three, And I think that this highlights what I've been saying, Vince, is that when their back is against the wall, when they have no more outs, we knew that the indictment on Donald Trump was a, a shot in the dark. It was a Hail Mary pass. They are panicking. There's panic in DC. Yeah. And we knew that if they can't stop him and they know it's over, they will scorch this earth. They will go to World War III. But is that what Donald Trump is signifying? It's hard to say, man. Well, I, I agree. It's hard to say. Now, one thing that I noticed about that post specifically is the timestamp on it was 1332. Okay. Now, if we go to the boards, and we all know what the boards are, let me tell you what post 1332 says. Fellow patriots, what you are about to learn should not only scare you, but intensify your resolve to take back our country, our freedom. The information that will become public will further demonstrate the criminal and corrupt, pure evil abuse of power that the Obama administration undertook in its joint efforts with domestic and foreign dignitaries. The snowball has begun rolling. There is no stopping it now. D5. Stay the course. Trust the plan. Protective measures are in place. Remain brave. 
We knew this day would come. United we stand worldwide. Where we go one, we go all. We fight conspiracy no more. Now, do you think that he was trying to send a message or what? I I do. I think he always is sending messages, man. And uh, that's something. <laughs> that that wow. is definitely a a a signal to me that um, he was trying to get everybody to relate to this post specifically. That this has begun. The storm is absolutely one hundred percent here, and he's going to begin his fight back. Which means that in order to stop that, they have to take certain measures. Now, if you go to Twitter, it's interesting enough. On Twitter, we have World War III trending in two different sections. World War III spelled out and WW3. Um, yep. And this is pertaining to Donald Trump's tweet. Now, also going on right now is we have massive destabilization within the Middle East. We had this uh, attack launched from Lebanon on Israel the other day. Um, yeah. Israelis have started bombarding uh, Syrian targets. Um, there's no doubt in our minds that this is most likely promulgated by Iran um, with their new Middle Eastern partners of Saudi Arabia and so forth. Um, then we have obviously the Russia-Ukraine conflict, which this last week there were certain documents released leaked from the Pentagon, hundreds of documents leaked from the Pentagon. Now, I, I actually had the time to review some of those documents, and what's interesting yeah. about them is although they're – classified top secret. Mm -hmm. there's nothing in those documents that is specifically harming or detrimental to u.s national security okay That's so good. keep that in mind going forward as i kind of unravel all this that there's nothing in those documents that are like well our enemies are going to get a foothold on us or something like that it just no there, there's not it's kind of just like basic war plans, like some some analytics, some information, uh, some movements, uh, speculation of a counteroffensive launched by Ukraine here in the near future. Um, and then there's information out there about China and, and a few other people. Um, and I got a theory on why those documents were released and who released those documents. And we'll go into that here in a little bit. Great. First, I want to talk about China. So this is a uh, U.S. Navy Rear Admiral Mike Studman, and he is warning all Americans in this video, which I believe is about a year old. And, and what he's warning about is don't be fooled by the, the, the kind of uh, non-aggressive nature of China or, you know, what people in the pundit media are telling you about China. And let's listen to what he has to say here. I'm going to be very honest with you. It's very unsettling to see how much the U.S. is not connecting the dots on our number one challenge, even though the NSS and the NDS, you know, calls it out. It's disturbing how ill-informed and naive uh, the average American is on uh, China. And I, I chalk this up, if I could summarize, into a China blindness, right? We face a knowledge crisis and a China blindness uh, problem. And the reasons are pretty clear. First of all, you know, China's pretty good about flying under the radar on things that are, are frankly very uh, uh, alerting. It uses time in a very adept way. It is very good at creeping its way to its objectives, right? This incrementalism that doesn't sort of alert you to something fast and red and blinking going across your sight line. It's the slow-moving other thing that doesn't get your attention. 
And the whole intent, if you're on the Chinese side, if you look back in their philosophy, is to not alert the existing hegemon to the rising hegemon's intentions and plans and capabilities, right? So what you don't want to do is to alert uh, the big guy on the block. What you want to do is make yourself look like you're not so much of a threat and you want that hegemon to be very, very complacent about what's happening. Okay, it's the boiling the frog uh, kind of syndrome. Now, very interesting there. And so in the in recent days, what we're seeing is China actually doing simulation runs around Taiwan. So right now they have uh, all of their military and a lot of their air force that are um, surrounding Taiwan. And this has drawn concern, but it's not the first time they've done it. Like they've, they've done this before, right? And last night I was on a, a Twitter space. Uh, I, was, I got invited to do another Twitter space in the Pentagon files, which is actually tonight. They moved it tonight. I got invited back and I just, I just couldn't make it tonight because I was out with family. But I jumped on just for a short time on the Twitter space last night. And uh, we, we talked about um, China, Taiwan, what's going on there. Right. And, uh, you know, there was some, some big names up there talking about um, China, Taiwan, and potentially what could happen. And one of the things that came out of this was that if, if China put a military blockade on Taiwan, what would the global response be? And, and immediately people out there who are associated with policymakers and so forth said that the military would just start annihilating their Navy. And people are like, no, they can't do that. It's an act of war. And, you know, people are like, no, no, that's what they would do. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not what they do. So first thing you do is you go through diplomatic channels. You would try to resolve it diplomatically. The first thing would actually come about is you would have sanctions immediately placed on China. Just like the United States went out there and um, um, went and secured Russian bank accounts in the United States and Russian dollar accounts in the United States, they'd do the same thing to China. They would, um, okay. they would basically put an embargo on all imports to China immediately. China would starve within a few weeks because of this. Oh and so the, the thing is, is China would not put in a trade embargo, basically, you know, a blockade on Taiwan. It's dumb. It's, it's suicide. And so the fact that that question even came up was like, what? And then there was a lot of speculation in the sense of the military buildup is if China right now doing these exercises decided to attack Taiwan, how proficient would they be in this? And a lot of people okay. in, in, in the talk were saying that, uh, oh, China would get their asses kicked. You know, Taiwan is heavily defended on their coastal provinces. Um, th that's where I disagree. And the reason I disagree with that, because firstly, the kinetic response is not the way that China is going to take back Taiwan. Look what happened to Hong Kong. Okay. Hong destabilized. Kong, yeah. Hong Kong got destabilized and went right back in the Chinese control. Taiwan's going to be the same thing. They, China is already influenced within the corporate structures and within the political structures in, China, in, in Taiwan. We talked about this seven, eight months ago, right? And so the way that this would work in the sense of Taiwan is you would have some type of color revolution or global response and, and they would fall internally and then China would go in. And this would be after U.S. military assets are, are gone. Um, but I think that what we're seeing right now in the sense of this posturing, this posturing is sending a message to the Western nations. But this could also be the posturing is, oh, well, we don't need, you know, four carrier groups out there or anything. Like China does this all the time. China does this all the time. And listen to that admiral. 
listen to what he said. These incremental steps making you think that they're not a threat. And then one day they're running the drills halfway through the drills. Boom. Yeah. A drill could be a way that things really do go from zero to a hundred. Yep. Now, now, and here's the problem because in the sense of the global infrastructure of how the global economy and all these things are set up is if China decided to do something like that. Okay. Yeah. And, and I've talked about this. Yeah. It would be less than 12 hours for China to take Taiwan. In my opinion, 12 to 24 hours for China to take Taiwan, the U S wow. naval response to have enough force in that area would be about 48 hours. Okay. So that's a big problem. Um, China will have already controlled the island, the trade routes, and it would be over. And then it would actually put the Biden administration in, in, in a position to recognize either that Taiwan was an independent state, which they still haven't, or whatnot, right? So there's a lot of situations and scenarios that can unfold here. Do I think that Taiwan is going to be taken over by China anytime soon? I think it's a possibility, but I think that Every country on this planet right now is waiting, waiting for a specific moment. And that is that, 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 that one moment of vulnerability that I've talked about for the longest time, right? I think that that's when go time is in. And listen to this. Europe must decide, Europe must reduce its dependence on the United States, according to Macron, as he flies back from China. There's a slow turn away from Western imperialism. The United States is losing its allies. Saudi Arabia, now France. You saw Turkey. Okay? Yeah, man. There's a dangerous precedent being set here. You know, when the United States of America went in there and issued sanctions against Russia, specifically, mm -hmm. and went in there and seized their bank accounts, which they don't have the right to do, but they did anyway. Right, and their property. Yeah, and their property. That sent a message to the global community that if you piss off the United States of America, they're just going to wage, uh, you know, war with you, asymmetrical warfare with you, and they're going to take your money, and they're going to try to overthrow your government. And in the global stage, doesn't want that. They don't, you know. And this is how yeah. powerful, corrupt, and and I guess evil the United States deep state has really gotten. Yeah, man, they'll throw anybody under the bus right up to the top. Yep. They they absolutely will. And so as we see this, I mean, I just saw this article as well today, and this is kind of an interesting one. And uh, this is what we can expect over the next few months here. China's military is increasingly at work on wearable technology and a dedicated psychological support system to win at the views at the crucial space of cognitive warfare manipulating enemy troops' state of mind to shape their behavior and harden its own forces against such efforts. In future cognitive, cognitive domain operations, the influence of rational factors such as science and logic on individual cognition is likely to be weakened, and cognitive confrontation may become a contest of emotions, says one recent article in the PLA Daily. The rapid development of intelligent technology is changing the logic of information dissemination in all around the world making the impact of information on thinking and consciousness more profound and comprehensive. The human brain cognition has truly risen to an important field of military confrontation. It, this is exactly what we've been talking about. 
This is the psychological and the information warfare component that has been utilized as a domain specifically for the last 10 years. And China's ramping up their efforts uh, on those domains. And so we're in for, we're in for a shit show the next few months. And, and there's this other aspect, Donald Trump saying world war three on Easter on Easter. So is he talking about this, this global um, hegemony that is falling the shift of the, the old world order of the United States and the Western alliances to a new BRICS dominated economic alliance. I believe so, dude. Now I, I've heard a lot of people argue about the U S dollar. And this is interesting that, that mm -hmm. um, the BRICS nations don't have shit on the U S dollar because uh, oh. the majority of the countries in the world still hold massive reserves in the U S dollar. Um, one person was actually saying that the uh, the Chinese yuan is actually pegged to the U.S. dollar, so it's impossible that it uh, that it goes away. <clears throat> and it's comical to think about that because a, a peg can change any time. All China has to do is come out and say, "Hey, we're we're moving the uh, the yuan to the gold standard." Done. Now it's pegged to gold, like Russia did, and they will yeah. eventually, very soon. That's why they've been buying massive amounts of gold. On top of that, is they were saying that the BRICS nations won't systematically go in to collapse the U.S. dollar because the majority of their holdings are in U.S. dollar. I said, okay, understandable. But what happens when that U.S. dollar starts becoming debased, starts de inflating in circulation and devaluing itself over time? Those countries holding that money are either going to exchange it for gold, precious metals, tangible assets, dump that back debt back on the market, or just let it all go, go and start buying something else. See, that's the thing is these yeah. people think that since they hold a lot of it, trillions and dollars of it, that that's, that's set in stone. Well, well yeah, no, I agree with you, man. Just, you know, it's a multifaceted decline of the dollar. Even if the BRICS nations didn't pull out the dollars, they're really abusing it and it can, it is not sustainable with what they're doing. So the dollar's, kind of de they're destroying the dollar by themselves as it is mm -hmm. and once countries realize that they're going to be bailing anyway i think BRICS is just a way for them to do that uh at the same time now so it's kind of a multifaceted decline of the dollar and it's not going to happen overnight but one by one little action by little action by each country one at a time they're going to get away from it and it'll transition over just like russia did as you mentioned yeah exactly and, you know, Derive says, aren't they using the U.S. dollar to buy their gold? Yeah, they are. And it's a smart move as well, as long as the Perth Mint actually gives them real gold, which we know the Perth Mint has been selling China bad gold. Um, Hilarious story. Wow, could you imagine? But so was Donald Trump giving us a sig signifying kind of post there on True Social that World War III has begun in the sense that he's about to start his fight back against the deep state, releasing information. This is where the information warfare really begins. Was he signifying that potentially actual World War III is on the verge of breaking out? Why would he do that on Easter? There's a lot of mystery behind this post. Now, one thing that I've been very critical on is that of the Restrict Act. Oh. Okay. And they're pushing the Restrict Act really 
hard. Now, Mark Warner, who's the sponsor of this bill, the guy who uh, started this bill, he came out and said that this bill is about national security. Yeah, it's about national security of basically locking down big tech, big data, and uh, the, the large corporations that control data dissemination and data creation, right? And he said it was about national security. So I started thinking, I'm like, wait a minute. I went into the Pentagon papers, the ones that were just recently released. And okay. I said, this doesn't make sense that someone inside the Pentagon is all of a sudden. So think about what happened is these, these papers get released on Twitter, Telegram, and 4chan. Hmm. Interesting. Minecraft. It was also released on a Minecraft chat group. Okay. But the four main or the three main platforms that you, me, and all other patriots use to communicate on primarily, that's kind of odd. Then these documents, the U.S. federal government comes out and says, yes, they're real, but it appears that Russia's the one that got access to them and changed them, modified them before they released because the numbers are all wrong. Well, some of the, some of them were actually modified by people on the internet after they were released, but they did say that they said, oh, it must, Russia did it. It's hilarious. Well, that's right. They're saying because that it, Russia modified the death numbers, the death toll numbers of Russian versus Ukrainian. Which, yeah, my my but, understanding is with those figures was that we had kind of projections on there of what the Ukraine war would look like, and we were greatly underestimating how the war would actually go, and that in reality, it's actually favoring Russia, and uh, Ukraine has worse numbers, is what that data showed. Right. That's Ukraine why they're saying Russia no doctored it. Ukraine has about six times the amount of death. Um, and this makes sense considering that all their battalions are just wiped out and they're, they're dragging people into the front lines. They're now taking people and training them outside of Ukraine and sending them back, sending them to, through, through like a boot camp. Um, so, now, on here. so, well, here's the thing is we've heard from various other people, um, military analysts, intelligence specialists, been on Tucker, everything like this, that have said, that Russia's death rate isn't even close to what Ukraine's is. So these numbers seem to be actually accurate. But the Pentagon came out and said that this was a Russian disinformation, that Russia did this. And they changed the numbers when they and said, this doesn't make any sense. This is like pointing the finger for Nord Stream again at Russia. This is like pointing the finger for the missile in Poland again at Russia. This is like and the blame so game all over again. And the information, even though it was deemed classified, top secret, it yeah. didn't it didn't reveal anything that was really a threat to national security in the sense what i mean by that is anything that was released about another country china turkey saudi arabia russia all these things france i think was in there it never gave one bit of information that those countries don't already know interesting right? okay and i thought about it and i said oh my god they're coming out claiming that this is a massive threat to national security. Now, what did the Pentagon, the government, try to do to Twitter and other spaces when these documents first got leaked? Remember, Elon Musk even tweeted about this. I, I don't know. Did they try to, try to censor it? They did. They said, please take down these documents. And they said, no. It's already out there. If they, they don't get it on Twitter, they're going to get it somewhere else. The Wall Street, Elon Musk, like Wall Street Journal's publishing them. We're not taking them down. But the, the Pentagon went after Twitter. They went after Telegram, said, take them down. 
And I go, oh my God, restrict act. Do you think this was like a false flag release of information? There it is. It was a false flag release of information to help push the efforts of the restrict act. It has nothing to do with you and me. It has everything to do with the Senate and Congress because now you had senators and congressmen asking questions about the restrict act because people like me and you and everybody else, Dustin, uh, um, Jen, everybody out there, American mission have been pushing this, that the restrict act is fucking tyranny. This is nationalization of the internet. Stop this. And these senators and these congressmen get massive calls. Now what's going to happen Monday morning when they get into work, you know, what's going to happen? A flood of calls again. Nope. They're going to, they're going to have, so every congressman or senator has an intelligence kind of like analyst oh. uh, tied to them. Those people are going to come in there and give them a briefing. This briefing is going to be that we had a huge crisis of national security. This is what happened. This information got leaked onto the internet and we couldn't stop it. This is why we need certain protocols and legislation in place to stop that when it happens. And if we held the internet service providers, if we held the big data companies, the server farms, if we held big tech responsible for this through some type of law, that means that before that, that we came out there and said, hey, don't post this, they immediately remove it. And that's the Restrict Act. Of course, it's not actually for that. Yep. So isn't it interesting that we have a false flag that all of a sudden comes in that is going to push the Restrict Act through? I'm telling you, it's going to get passed now and they're going to come out. Well, because, you know, because of the concerns of the Pentagon Papers last week with national security, we have to vote on this bill. That's what they're going to do. I'm telling you, you're going to see it this week in Congress and Senate. They're going to push this as fast as possibly possible. Okay. Is there going to come out? Well, we had the Pentagon Papers, and and if we had the Restrict Act, that would have been stopped. It would have never have happened in the first place because those platforms would have to develop technologies to identify things that say like Pentagon leak or DOD leak and immediately pull them out because of national security. And so this was a false flag. I believe the Pentagon or someone in the intelligence community released this on purpose to help push the Restrict Act because they need the Restrict Act in place. If anybody out there is wondering what Senate Bill 686 or the Restrict Act is, this is a full and complete control of the internet by the federal government. It, it basically forms a public-private partnership with big tech, big data, internet service providers, cell phone carriers. They say for foreign adversaries. It has nothing to do with foreign adversaries. If you go look at the definition in the Restrict Act of foreign adversary, it is anything determined or deemed to be a foreign adversary by the secretary of commerce. Okay. So this, yeah, everything is intentionally done here. And this was done specifically for this reason, in my opinion. And yeah, this is a, this is a hail Mary. That's right. Right. This is the hail Mary bill to push it through. And they needed something to, to help escalate it. Do you ever notice Vince that, there's not very many mass shootings when there's not gun legislation within the state or the federal houses. Yeah. Yeah. Or when Trump's president. Yeah. It's only when, you know, there's, there's legislation on the table being proposed that all of a sudden we have mass yeah. shootings. Yeah. It, it, it's only when, you know, it, it, it's only when there's a bill on the table that nationalize the internet. Do we have a national security leak? A fake one potentially. Well, I don't know if it's a fake one, but you know, the timing of it could be <laughs> the timing of it is incredible. It's, it? it's suspicious. 
yeah, the timing of it is incredibly suspicious. Yeah, I'm not going to pretend like I know if it's fake or not, but it is certainly 100% suspicious. <sighs> These politicians need to read this stuff and understand it, man. Otherwise, they push stuff like this through. It's um, not going to be pretty. Yeah. Well, and maybe that's what Trump was insinuating. World War Three is that it, it's coming. It's here, guys. Buckle up that uh, they're about to do a full push to towards totalitarianism. Yeah, well, as they push this through the system, Yorko7 says, if it passes, it could backfire on them, right? I think that as they push it through the system, things are going to get shakier and shakier, and people are going to get louder and louder. Nobody wants this passed. You know, if you try to circumvent this in that bill, it says they're going to fine you, what, a quarter million and put yeah. you in prison? Well, and that's the real test of the bill is when um, someone gets arrested for it, American citizen gets arrested for it and takes it to court. And once it's in court, then all of a sudden, you know, the jury of the peers gets to uh, lie over it and say, hey, this bill is unconstitutional. This bill doesn't make any sense. That's when the truth really starts to roll in and how these bills can get knocked down and out of the system. But we, we are edging right now towards what i've been talking about all along this global firestorm event it's occurring right now it's happening right now things are are tumbling down into a state of totalitarianism in this country if you're living in this country the united states of america right now and you think that you have freedom go out there and try to express it go out there and stand on your soapbox and yell and scream to the top of your lungs and watch what happens no, it's like the wild, wild west right now, man. It, it absolutely is like the wild, wild west. And, you know, as things progress towards 2024, um, I have a feeling that we're going to see some, some doozies come around. And what I mean about doozies coming around, I mean that if you look at election year, kind of how the numbers are manipulated and the markets are manipulated, so we can't have a global economic collapse in 2024. You can't. It just, it, it kills everything, all the momentum for the election, right? Right. So that either means that we're going to have global economic collapse this year, or it's going to be in 2025. Now, 2025 seems like a, a better prediction because everything escalates out. Everything is more formulated in the sense of the, the, the stripping of the foundation of this current world order, right? Well, yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. You get the new regime in, they sign all these executive orders, make all their chess moves one day, the first day they're in, and set it up for disaster, just like Biden did, except this time they take it a step further. I think yeah. the 2025 is a good bet. Well, and I think 2025 is a great, also a good bet as well, because if Donald Trump gets back in the power, isn't that the best weapon that they have against him immediately when he comes in he's gonna say that i'm gonna come in there and i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna i'm gonna build everything back and immediately when he comes in you have global economic collapse everything collapses down hmm i can see that being set up too just a concerted a concerted effort between all these actors with a lot of money and pulling the system all pulling out at the same time for example mm -hmm. you know the cronies of george soros and other rich billionaires and trillionaires out there it could make it happen. 
Yep. And so it, it, it's interesting to see kind of like in, in time frame. I, I have to see, I look at patterns and I know that we're going to have something happen and occur this year financially, economically, globally, economically. Something is going to happen this year. And I've seen a lot of people talk about this that potentially in the next uh, three to six months, we're going to see some type of massive market decline, which is going to send shockwaves through the global economy. We could potentially move into an actual recession or depression. Um, people's money is going to get really, really tight. We're, we're seeing this right now. If you look at the big banks, oh yeah, with the big banks, you have um, you know billions, hundreds of billions of dollars being removed from the banks. People are no longer trusting banks as a store, uh, a storage place for their money. They're moving it out and they're moving it into alternative solutions, money market accounts, so on and so forth. Um, so we're going to see people move away from banks, which is going to cause more strife and, and bigger strain on the banks, which is eventually going to lead to a collapse of the housing market, a collapse of the, of the debt markets. Um, and this is not going to be a good situation. I think that we could be in that situation within six months, um, but they would want to clean it up before 2024. And this is where the rolling out of FedNow system comes in, where the rolling out of CBDCs comes in. This is where the rolling out of um, the few different bills that you're seeing right now. The 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 Massey's bill right now in on the House floor to return the United States to the gold standard. But there's another bill out there, and this is in Texas, to return Texas to the gold standard. And so this bill in Texas is quite interesting. So it's that Texas goes out there and creates a digital currency, their own digital currency, um, and backs it on gold and silver. Mm -hmm. hmm. And uh, Hepsky right there, the Restrict Act can censor anyone or any organization, not just websites. You're absolutely right, Hepsky. Thank you so much for becoming a monthly supporter. Much appreciated for that, Hepsky. And this bill in te Texas... This is what I want you to think about. Why would Texas come out and put a bill on the floor to create their own digital currency and move to the gold standard? Probably to get ahead of the chaos. To get ahead of the chaos. But what would Texas be planning in the future? Independence. Independence. Yeah. They'll be able to take care of themselves. Texas. I think, I think what we're about to see here. Okay is the national divorce everybody's been talking about. I think that you're going to have quite a few states start standing up against the federal government and saying, stop it. And you're going to see Texas file articles of secession. And, and you want to know what happens when Texas secedes? They just tell them, we seceded. <laughs> we voted. Goodbye. It's and over. Guess what? The federal government's going to just go, no, you can't. It's illegal. Mm -hmm. No, it's not. Now, it's interesting, too, because uh, in the Jackpot book series, uh -huh. uh, which is the Amazon Prime TV show Peripheral, um, the war started in 2025 oh, and gosh. ended in, 19, uh, in 2032. And the war was a civil war in Texas. So kind of interesting there. But wow. I think that what you're going to see is you're going to see the states make a, a dire attempt to tell the federal government, stop it, stop it. And when they don't, the states, you're going to have Texas, Oklahoma, Missouri, Louisiana, Kentucky,
Tennessee and the list is going to go on and they're just going to say, we're gone. And they're going to secede and everybody's going to ramp around Texas. Texas will become the new, uh, the new capital, the United States. Yeah. Yeah. Texas is going to get a phone call. Bring, bring, bring. Hi, this is Iran. Do you want to do some trading with us? We heard you have a good solid currency. (laughs) But you know what it'll be is it'll be, you know, do you want to join the BRICS nation? Yeah, man. Yep. I, I, I don't doubt it. And you know what they'll do is they'll have an election for president. And guess who will get elected? Probably Trump. Probably Trump. Yep. And, and just think about that is if all the red states couldn't join together, right? And I think we have 28 red states. So that's the majority. And and so, and you know, one of the reasons they would do this, by the way, is if, if they had a national divorce where all the red states can join together is they would first try to see if they had a uh, supermajority, two-thirds majority constitutionally. Because if they did, um, let's say that they, they go forth with a national divorce, they start seceding, and they have two-thirds majority. If they have two-thirds majority, now they just hold a constitutional convention amongst themselves. And that constitutional convention, they they end the union and form their new union. And watch how fast people start flocking out of the East Coast, out of all these liberal states. And if that started happening, think about how the global politics would be shifting as that happened as well. Yeah. Just more countries are probably going to say the U.S. is fractured. They're in civil war. Well, how many how many military members? Would say, going home, see ya. I you know what those states would immediately do? They would call, they would call back all their members, all their military members. Firstly, they would they would they would get their national guards in mortar and they'd call back all their military members. My gosh. Yeah. I mean you all the members see and, this, man. I'm, hey, I'm, I'm from, yeah, all those guys over there. Hey, I'm from Texas. Time to go home. Yeah. And gosh. darn, I mean, I'll tell you. If that happened, I'm getting to a red state as fast as humanly possible. Luckily, I'm, I'm not too far away from South Dakota. I think I'm just going to I'll probably have to go to Alaska. No, Idaho. You go to Idaho. Yeah, I don't want to be in Idaho, though. I think there would be I think there would honestly be neutral states, right? There'd be neutral states and then there would be, um, you know, deterministic states. So there'd be red states, neutral states and. Um, you know, states like, hey, guys, come on, let, let's let's talk this out, right? <laughs> and uh, I think there's, like Nevada would probably be like, come on, guys, let's talk this out. Arizona would be like, let's kill them. Let's go in yeah. there and hang them, right? I mean, because you got hot <laughs> there. But, right. Yep, and people are saying, people are telling you to get to, get to Texas. You'll have, you'll have friends there. Um, Texas? You know, if it comes to that, I'll probably go to Alaska. Yeah, well, I would I would go to Texas. And the reason I wouldn't go to Alaska because, well, firstly, you're isolated. Perfect. You're surrounded by Canada. Nope. I'll go to the islands. Uh, the Aleutian Islands. Um, but not I that mean, far. I think that but this anyway. is a real good possibility that could happen before the 2024 election is that we could see this actually occurring. And, and I'll tell you, the, the predicate that happens before this is that we have the Restrict Act that gets put into place. The people outpour and out and start screaming. The border is not open. Texas just talked about using um, massive military buildup on the border. You know, if Texas went out there and they started putting, uh, you know, they created their own Bureau of uh, Border Protection yeah. and they started hiring veterans 
just think what that would do. That would be amazing. Yeah. Veterans, volunteers, and all all the everything, man, it could work. It would be Unfortunately, successful. the borders fall within federal jurisdiction. But oh, I think that with Texas in Texas, I mean, there was this uh there was this Texas congresswoman who was talking about this the other day. She was talking about the invasion of the border, and she was saying that um, in the state of Texas, we cannot go out there and declare war on a neighboring state or another country uh, because of the way the Constitution is written, and we can't go out there and secure the border uh, because that is federal jurisdiction. But, but if mm-hmm. there is fear of invasion or if we are being invaded at those points, we can mobilize our national guard and assets to that border and take care of it. And she goes, and there's absolutely 100% an invasion on our border. And that's exactly what we're going to do. So it, and I guarantee you, you're going to get massive uproar from the federal government on this, but hey, listen, I I'm looking at the federal government right now. And I think a lot of people in our federal government are realizing this as well, that there is no winning. The deep state is too infiltrated. They have already won. You're not going to dig them out. That these investigations that are going on in Congress, they're hopeless, man. They're, they're hopeless. I mean, I, I, I love our policymakers. Uh, some of these people are really good patriots. But um, where's the progress? Yeah, you've disclosed a lot of great information, but without a DOJ that is actually going to act upon the criminal referrals, nothing's going to happen. You know, it would be great, though. You know, it would be great. And this would be a good move for these states to do. Let me hear it. What's that? Is As these investigations are occurring in Congress, mm-hmm. that the states begin criminal proceedings against these people. That the states come up there and say, hey, we're suing the federal government for not prosecuting these people. We're going to go out there and we're going to prosecute them in our state because if they violated those laws, they also violated our laws. This is treason to the country. This is what the states need to do. The states need to stand up and say, hey, look, you got this investigation into the Twitter files. This is an egregious violation of the United States Constitution. So therefore, the states have a say within this litigation. And we're going to issue an arrest warrant for all these people. And all the red states follow suit. Why isn't that happening? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Think about when they started investigating Hunter Biden. What what happens then? Does Texas come out and say, hey, look, you know, uh, Hunter Biden violated the United States Constitution. That affects every single one of these states. The federal government isn't acting upon it. Something needs to happen. And in, yeah. in, the, in Texas pressures, hey, look, you know what we're going to do is um, us and, and 28 other red states, Mr. Federal Government, we're going to withhold all of our federal taxes from Washington, D.C. until you guys do something. I mean, let's get creative here, right? This is what needs to happen. These people need to go out there and they need to take this type of action at that state legislator authority. And here's the thing is that Texas legislator, I mean, Texas is the absolute strongest and most powerful state that we have in this country. The, the other two most powerful and strongest states are California and Texas or California and Florida. And two of them are red. Well, three of them are actually red, but two of them are registered red. Right. So I'm telling you that we could potentially see Florida and Texas. And I don't care what we think of DeSantis or Abbott. I think they're, they're pawns as well or puppets, but they're going to do what the people want because in those states, they're deathly afraid of those people. And 
if we had, you know, if we had a movement that that was born out of all this, that started going and said, you know what, we're done talking to the federal government. We're done talking to our congressmen and our senators. And we go to our state legislators and they say, well, what can we do? And we tell them, look, this is what you can do. Start getting your attorney generals to file lawsuits against the federal government. Get the governor to say, hey, look, we're no longer supporting the federal mandates. We're no longer supporting federal law. We're no longer supporting you guys with our tax dollars. Done. We're done. Until you guys go out there and you get to the bottom of this and people start getting arrested and people start getting removed from the bureaucracy. And if those states don't want to do it, well, guess what happens? That's what the 10th Amendment was all about. It's all about competition amongst the states. And this would be interesting. It's a new angle that we possibly could take on all this. Is going out to the states and saying, hey, look, you guys got the 10th Amendment. You have the 10th Amendment. You can sue the federal government. 28 states start suing the federal government and saying, look, this is what you're fucking up on. You need to fix this. If you don't, this is what we're going to do. And they start standing up against the federal tyranny. Which is 100% legal, by the way. It is, and, and it won't be deemed legal by... No, uh, there will be... Right? There but will I, be, I would like to see the federal government try to take out Texas. Yeah, you, you know... If a majority are with it and there is some constitutional backing to support those actions, at the end of the day, they're going to win. Yeah. Unless they're completely destroyed. It, absolutely. And I think that um, moving into, like, okay, we have eight months left in 2023. This is going to be some of the most craziest times that you've ever experienced in your life. No human being on the planet is going to ever have lived through anything what we're about to experience here for the next 8 to 16 months. It is going to be absolute pandemonium chaos. And a lot of us will be laughing going, I told you so. A lot of us will be preparing and getting ready, organizing. Just keep on gardening and watch. But for the most part, this yeah. is going to be this is going to be a battle of 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 these high level high class people that are battling it out on the world stage and i honestly think that we need the states in this country that are red that are united to come together and say we've had enough we've absolutely had enough and start filing lawsuits and one of the immediate lawsuits that should be filed is that joe biden is an incompetent president that there is substantial evidence that he is in cahoots with china on the payroll and you gotta wonder why they haven't done that one congressional um inquiry first don't don't you think that that would have been like one of the most important ones is that you have this evidence and information that joe biden the president of the united states quote unquote mm -hmm. um is complicit with china taking money deals from china and you're holding this one off like it's not it's not the top of your concern. It's like, come on, come on. It's it's an easy home run. Yeah. Nobody's pursuing. And I would like to see the states formulate a, a special committee. You know, a special committee formulated amongst the states that goes out there. And see, that's how this really should be. It shouldn't, and I get the House of Representatives is supposed to be the committees of the states, right? But the right. states should go out there and they should all independently investigate these crimes and then formulate 
amongst a special committee, all 50 states, their committees all come together and they look at the evidence through their all individual investigations. And then they bring about charges. Why would that, that make so much more sense? If each state was said, hey, look, we have a potential crime here. The president of the United States potentially was taking money from China. Um, here's what we know. You guys begin your investigations. They choose a DA team. They go out there independently. They're not collaborating with any other state. All the states come together after all said and done. They look at all the evidence and then they prosecute. Wow, that's like a novel idea. They've corrupted the system so bad you can't have a simple simple process like that nowadays. You can't. You'd have to have a parallel system. You well, look at that. A parallel system. Well, and and that's what I'm gonna urge people. You know, we didn't have the crypto mastermind today, we didn't have red pill preppers today because it is Easter. But um I, I want to urge people in, in the last time that we have remaining here to get organized. I've said this, I I think I said this Thursday. Go out there, start collaborating, start meeting people online or whatever in your local neighborhoods. Be careful for feds, but start organizing. Don't be talking about armed revolution and all that stuff. But that's not what we need in this country. What we need in this country is need people organized with plans. If such thing happens, what do we do? If B happens, what do we do? Do we have the ability to sustain ourselves as a community? That's what people need to be having as a conversation. And so I, I think that it would be smart for everybody to start looking at things like that, finding, you know, local suppliers of, of food, uh, a mechanic, um, propane, you know, find that local, um, you know, uh, I want to say convenience, it's not a convenience store, but find that local mechanic that has the, the 500 gallon propane tank, right? To where if shit went downhill and you can't get propane anymore, you've already negotiated with him that you're going to bring him two shackles of silver or something, right? I mean, start thinking like that. Start mapping it out because there's going to come a point in time in the next 18 months, either before 2024 or after 2025, that there is going to be system systemic global economic collapse. It's going to happen. We know that that is the last nail in the coffin that these globalists want to bring about. So for you, you need to have long-term and short-term food supply. You need to have the ability to feed yourself. If you don't have a green thumb like me and you can't grow anything worth a damn, find someone in your house who can. Okay. Have a small garden, windowsill garden, whatever it might be. Have the ability to create a garden. Have a source of food, a source of clean water. Have ways, know how to clean water. Okay. Rever RO machines, reverse osmosis through various different filtration systems. This is probably one of the best ways. And you can build them really easy. Um, have a way to defend yourself. Have a way to defend yourself. And, and not just, you know, one box of shells and, and a 12-gauge shotgun. That's fine. But you better have like a thousand shells of shotgun, shotgun shells, right? And, and have a distribution of them. Have, have, have a birdshot. Have double-odd buck, right? Have a few yeah. fun rounds. Right, incendiary rounds, these types of things. Why? Because you never know what you're going to need. You might have to go out there and hunt bird to stay alive. You yeah. might have to shoot a deer and practice. Off. Yeah, and practice. <clears throat> I need to practice. I, I want to start bird hunting this year. I never bird hunted, but 
got everything I need and uh, need to start because you can't just go out and do things th- these things without training. Training, safety, drills, you got to be on it too. So you can't just. I've had a few people say, that, why don't we all pitch in and buy some land? And as much as I like that idea, um, th- the problem is, is that when you're dealing with a large group of people, and there's money involved and there's land involved that can get really tricky. Yes. Uh, what I have thought about is turning the red pill project into a private membership association, red pill training centers. No, just a, just a, a private membership association. So that everybody who joins the PMA, so you'll have red pill project proper and then you'll have red, red pill project PMA, or we can call it whatever we want. Oh, would it be like an Elks lodge? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Heck yeah. And under that PMA, we acquire land under the PMA, which becomes usable for everybody who pays their dues. Right. And so if something did happen, you got the geolocation of all the land. And so members can come up and say, hey, there's three acres available over here for like three grand. What if we buy it? Then the board of directors comes together and says, oh, yeah, well, this is a great investment. Let's take the money and put it into that. Boom. And the good thing about that, too, is you've had a big enough PMA and you say, oh, shit, I have $100,000. All right, let's spend 80 on a lot and let's spend 20 on running some electric and some sewer. Next year, we'll do more lines. So you'll have like actually actual amenities there paid for by everybody as a whole. So somebody could drive their RV and plug up. So that's interesting, too, because one of the ideas that I've been thinking about, because, uh, you know, I'm looking at a lot of vacant land all around the country, like, you know, 80 acres in the middle of Nevada. What are you going to do with 80 acres in the middle of the des- desert? And I'm like, well, you could run it out. You can rent it out. If you just put some facilities on there, mm-hmm. um, you don't even need an electric hookup. If you just put like a solar, some solar on there and had some battery hookups and you had a, a septic tank installed and a, a water well, you could do something like that. And you can just rent mm-hmm. it out to RVers, um, sure, you know, sure. but you never know. People need to rent land all the time. They don't want to buy. And I'm like, huh, that's actually a pretty good idea. So I've been thinking about the PMA idea and what the way that can work is, you know, if we had enough people join into the PMA paying like kind of a monthly subscription thing, then we choose a board of directors and we can do it similar to like a DAO, uh, a decentralized autonomous organization to where everybody has a say and the money that comes in, we allocate towards land. And then we build those pieces of land out and we have them geographically situated so west coast east coast midwest south right and that everybody who's a member of that pma has a parcel of land near them it's not a bad idea i like it i I actually like it too but it's something we'll have to it's complex it's a complex thing to make happen but i love it i love the i need my smart lawyer guys who who know a lot of stuff uh that come out and (laughs) Right. We can call it a a, 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 a a pill a pills lodge or a red pill lodge or something like that. I don't know, but it's uh it's kind of a good idea. I think uh, it, here's the thing: is imagine if we bought like, you know, if we did that with commercial real estate, you bought a building, mm-hmm. and all we did is we put supplies in there. Yeah, I mean, and you find a way to monetize that real estate. Interesting. But for everybody out there, get ready, get prepared, get everybody in your family understanding what's happening in the sense of the global shift of uh, hegemony, right? That right now the powers are shifting social, politically, 
and militaristically in the world and economically in the world. And that everybody needs to be prepared for what potentially is coming next. We don't know when, we don't know where, we don't know how, but we do know it is coming. And when it happens, everybody will know. And we just need to be very, very prepared for these types of events. Because I've said it before, they want you sick, poor, hungry, on the street, defenseless, and begging your government for help. If you didn't, did you watch that, uh, that short video that I posted the other day of uh, the animation? I don't think I did. May, I might have. Uh, it's called Beyond the Reset. I don't remember. Called Beyond the Reset. It's on um, it's on YouTube for anybody else who wants to check this out. Um, to give you an idea, I'm just gonna post uh just play a little bit of it. Got his weekly food rations over there. Got his bracelet on. He's in his concentration camp. They call quarantine camps. Social credit score. get the gist of it and for anybody interested in that i can i can post that here yeah please do i'd like to watch that whole thing I'm, i missed it catch most of what you put out there but man so much so much stuff I'd yeah, love to watch called, that. Uh... yeah it's called beyond the reset an animated short film on youtube check it out um definitely eye-opening definitely eye-opening and here's the thing is we have the potential of another pandemic coming our way anytime, any moment. 
And once that happens, we know exactly the steps that they're going to take. We know exactly what they're going to do. They are going to go for the fucking jugular. So just get ready, guys. It's uh, I, I hope everybody out there is having a great Easter. Enjoy this re- Easter. Um, and, and enjoy your day and enjoy your weeks and, and enjoy your family and enjoy your friends. And, you know, as much as this might seem doom and gloom, we understand that these are the growing pains that need to occur for humanity to move on to the next point. And if we look at it like that, we understand that God wins in the end. We understand that we are the power in this country, that people are the power in the world, and that no global tyranny has ever brought down humanity to their knees. And this one is not any different that they've tried for millennia to enslave us, and it's never happened. The closest they've ever got is probably right now with the system that they have, and it's going to come tumbling down. It's going to fail, I assure you. The reason it's going to fail is because we still have a voice, we're still broadcasting, and we still have our guns, and we still have the, the, the flame of freedom lit within our hearts. That's the truth. And by the way, my YouTube channel did get deleted. So interesting enough, we're, we're streaming on Rumble and my YouTube channel got deleted. So I don't know if we're going to be doing another YouTube channel. Potentially, if I do, it's going to be different content. It's not going to be conversations on the fringe. It's not going to be any of that stuff. Uh, but I'll let you guys know if we do create a new YouTube channel. But other than that, guys, I hope you guys all have a fantastic Sunday um, enjoy the rest of your evening with your families on this beautiful Easter day. Um, thank you so much. And we'll see you guys tomorrow with the daily dose podcast, dark, delight show, as well as morning coffee and much, much more. Have a great night. Take care guys. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me Patch McCain. <laughs> I, it's, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's a, it's collusive. It's uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And uh, you know that's the beginning of communism.